Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, Philly, what's up? This is Trish from the Radio 104.5 and the Philly Music Podcast, and I'm back at you with episode number five. January. It's central January, mid-January, and it's, you know, that time of year where everything is gray and blah. The sky is just, there's hardly any sun out, and it's sort of a bummer. I hope that everybody's taking care of themselves, spending some time, getting outside from some walks and fresh air. I know it's cold out, so just bundle up and get out of the house and listening to great music. I hope that People are working on some creative projects and stuff they put off when it's nice out. I hope people are, you know, eating healthy and taking care of yourself because this is the time of year when everyone gets sick. So don't get sick. That stupid flu is horrible. And I definitely recommend getting out of the house and seeing some great shows. There's a lot of good shows happening. And I'm moving the show calendar out of the podcast because... I was just thinking it might be nice to keep the the podcast interviews a little more timeless and not be so time sensitive. So you can check those podcast interviews if you go to radio1045.com, keyword Philly Music Podcast. You'll be able to find the latest show dates. The concert calendar is going to be there every week on Thursday or Friday morning. I'll be posting the pics of what we think is some of the awesome shows happening that weekend and, you know, early, a little bit beyond the weekend, early the next week up until, you know, basically Thursday to Wednesday, something like that. Don't forget, you can always call me and leave a message for the podcast. And the number is 484-429-6949. Or you can tweet me at Philly Music Pod on Twitter. We have an Instagram. I've been keeping it up lately with some concerts that I've been at recently and maybe some stuff from back in the day and in the past. So that is Philly Music Podcast on Instagram. I probably should have tried to get them all the same. Sorry, I didn't. You can email me. It's a Gmail, phillymusicpodcast at gmail.com. That will go straight to the Philly Music Podcast stuff. And it's much easier to spell than my actual name. So phillymusicpodcast at gmail.com. Call the number 484-429-6949-247-365. Leave me a message about what you're working on, what your favorite song is right now. Do you have any album release dates coming up? Do you have any concerts coming up? What's your favorite local band? How are you dealing with the cold weather? How are you surviving the winter? Let me know. So this episode of the podcast, we are talking to a Philly band. They've been around for a few years now, and you may recognize their name from such events as the Radio 104.5 birthday show and 
the Radio 104.5 Summer Block Party and Live at 5. So I've been kind of keeping my eye on these guys for a few years. We kind of discovered them when they were really young, you know, maybe only like 18 or something. And, and now they're all legal. They go by the, the moniker of the Booze Hounds. And so this week's interview is with the band Andorra. And the song that is going to open up the interview is called Booze Hounds. So check it out. Michael of Andorra. Yo. I was like, I wasn't sure if I'd go <laughs> <Yeah>. by Mike, <laughs> but no, nah, Michael. Yeah, it's fine. Cool. You guys just put out an album called What You Wanted and What You Got, and it's uh, the combination of, what, two EPs yes. that you released earlier in the year, and then Correct. a couple new songs added to that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so over the course of, I guess, the past two years, um, we were recording uh, with our buddy Mike Weiser in Cardinal Recording, so over in Norristown. And it was just kind of taking a bit longer than we anticipated it to. Um, and we kind of wanted to sort of put it out while we had all the hype surrounding us with the birthday show and everything like that. So we kind of thought it would be best if we kind of released it in parts um, to sort of build up the hype and kind of keep the momentum going as the releases were kind of sporadic. So we wanted to have something out because it was over two years since we had put something out. So that was the plan there. Yeah. So, yeah, because I saw that I was watching some of your videos and I saw that Indian Queen was written around, what, 2016? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's about right, actually, yeah. And then, oh, there was another one that was... Four Corners kind of came out yeah. during that time, too, yeah. And they sort of, like, we use those as the, I guess, like the launching pads of like those EPs so like there was some familiarity with those two EPs as like oh the song is kind of familiar we're familiar with the song it was sort of the single for those EPs if you will yeah yeah okay the album release party was on December 1st the full album dropped what November 21st so about yep. a month ago yeah how's it been going since then it's been a lot of fun um the release show was fantastic we had a really good turnout and it's also just really nice to have the album off of our chest at this point. Yeah. Because yeah. it was such a long buildup for us. And now it's like, hey, it's done. Now we can play this music for people and they'll get the chance to listen to it and know it a bit more intimately. And um, it's been fun promoting it and just finding creative ways to get the word out. I'm looking forward to playing more shows in support of it. Yeah. Cool. So, for so I've seen you guys play a bunch of times, mostly on the stages at Radio 104 by yeah. events. But, you know. I'm hoping I'm going to come out on the 30th uh, and see like a dirty bar show. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So for the uninitiated who people have never seen you guys play before, how would you describe an Andorra show? I mean, dirty bar show is pretty good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I like the description on the website is a sweaty bearded rock. (laughs) Yeah. Booze hounds. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's about right. Well, we have, um, 
a song called Booze Hounds. And we said this before, but we always we never really like started playing in like basements like most bands at our age did. We were always sort of like forced to go play like the Milk Boy, and it was fine by us. But it was what a drag. Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. But like we were so like kind of like already adjusted to like the bar scene because those like DIY house shows weren't as inviting to us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember we played like Wart Leaves when we were like 18 and like they were like, yeah, there's beer downstairs. And we're like, okay, sure. <laughs> as long as nobody's going to say nothing totally. So like that's sort of like became like our shtick, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I like the song Blues House. That's one Thank of my favorites from the <laughs> new album. Thank I you. like how it has, you know, kind of like a sick hook kind of going on. And the chorus is, you know, a little different than the rest of your song. So yeah. it stands out. Cool. Comparatively. Yeah. Yeah. I also, I really like Indian Queen. And I feel like that your that album has a lot of like, maybe kind of like dark moments, like adult content, maybe some personal relationships and heavy feelings and emotions like it's almost like your coming of age album maybe yeah that's a good way to say it yeah (laughs) i think so too yeah Yeah. but like indian queen is just such a chill upbeat song it's so happy and it's like a nice break from some of those heavy from the darker moments on it yeah okay yeah i I never thought about wording it like that but that's that's definitely i guess a different perspective of it and i I totally dig that because like i know what i think of my music but it's not like what is right you know what i mean (laughs) like uh, like it also seems like sometimes you might be sarcastic yeah lyric like lyric do you like as i'm listening to it as a fan versus what you mean so it's interesting okay there's always a different perspective when your fans listen totally yeah i never thought about how it could be sarcastic which is interesting um i don't think i'm that clever (laughs) (laughs) but if it seems it yeah I think, like, a coming-of-age album is a good way to put it. Yeah. It's definitely got a lot of, like, growing-up type feelings across yeah, the songs that definitely. we wrote over the time, over the last two years. And I think we've all gone through different things personally and individually that have influenced yeah. those songs. And and the whole theme of the record was moving out of this house and then moving into my apartment and sort of that, you know, those feelings and, and what went into that. Um, I kind of moved in with two strangers and it was a lot of those feelings kind of pent up and uh, you know what my expectations were and was what I wanted and what I got out of it wasn't necessarily what I thought mm-hmm. I was going to get. So there's just, yeah, no, totally. <laughs> but like, that's the overarching motif of, of what that record was. And, and yeah, it is a coming of age record. Totally. And even cool. though we did the whole, like split it up into two EPs thing, I think it still is, like, it has an overarching kind of idea and it's like a very, at least I think we tried to make it a cohesive album instead yeah. of just a collection of songs, so like a best of the oh, last yeah. two years kind of thing. Yeah. It flows together really nicely, and I was looking at both of the EPs, and then you know you guys did shuffle some of the songs around mm-hmm. for the full length. So I was going to ask yeah. you about that. You know, what made you do that? You know, instead of just slapping them together. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I I think like that could have been what the interpretation was for for peers to just like think oh like all of this was already released and we've heard all this stuff before but um i i think we did a good job of sort of making that record sort of flow in into one another so like just those little crossfades that happen at the beginning of the record and and sort of like the little easter eggs that we throw yeah throughout yeah the uh after diagnose me there's like a little reprise reprise of booze hounds so like just like stuff like that like we wanted to like really make this 
album uh, essential listen to an Andorra fan because you, we know you heard it all before on the two EPs, but we wanted to give you an additional reason to listen to this album from the back. So, you know, a lot of people don't do that anymore too with albums it, because people are so focused on singles. Yeah. yeah. So it's nice that you did that. You took that time and it's, there's kind of an art to that. Yeah. Putting an album together. Yeah. And I think Kevin and I have always been big fans of just listening to albums as albums and not just individual songs. I've always like been a big fan of the thought that goes into that kind of process. So it's fun to put it together. Actually, be on the other side of it. Yeah. So the two new songs were they? Um, was it Hunting Season and Boost Hands? And oh. String Me Along. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think Hunting Season and String Me Along were the both like the exclusive to the album tracks. Yeah. And then okay. Booze Hounds was on the second EP. Okay. But it's kind of funny that like our heaviest song and probably our most experimental and lighter song. String Me Along. Is, yeah. Are the two that we saved for yeah. last. Yeah. And they were actually written back to back too, which is funny. Yeah, because two very different ideas. Yes. Together like that, and I think I was going to ask you about string me along, but go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, to add to that point, we've always really been students of music. Like, we've taken every class possible at you know our high school or or at college to really sort of wrap our minds around about you know world music or just music from from different uh, time periods. So. Things other than 90s yeah. grunge, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, it's always, it's definitely, like, a rock-rooted sound, but I think this was also sort of, like, an experimental record for us where we wanted to play with, you know, the bossa nova idea or, or a lot of different Latin grooves. And both of those two songs were also heavily Latin influenced um, as far as um, Jordan's concerned because he's doing bossa nova and a, and a Bo Diddley beat on the other thing. So, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so string me along. I, you know, I was listening. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. To the album, I got to that one and I was like, whoa, yes. this song is so smooth. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's got that, you know, Boston over beat. Yeah. But then it switches up a little here and there. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's still a rock album at the end of yeah. the day. Yeah. So we still have the... It's still an Andorra song yeah. at the, um, <laughs> through and through. It's just with a little bit of different yeah. flavors mixed in. We just wanted to see how 
far away from our sound we can get away with and yeah. then kind of reel it back in at the end. Um, especially with like the last three songs off the record, String Me Along, Brother, and the first half of Can't Run Forever. Like we just wanted to sort of experiment with like, what is the lighter side of Endor sound like? And, and, um, uh, that, that was sort of it. And, and we, we bring it back home to, um, you know, the traditional quote unquote Andor sound with the full version of Can't Run Forever. So yeah, it's just trying to get away with, with being creative and seeing what else we can do. The other part about String Me Along I thought was interesting is it does, you know, it starts off like it's a love song or something. Yeah. It's so beautiful and smooth. And then it's like, <laughs> I can't make amends with dead ends. Right. Yeah. Like, well, well, I was writing that song and it like, I remember writing that and thinking like, oh, you know, the lyrics and the verse like don't necessarily complement the music of the verse. Um, so I had to go back and rewrite it a little bit to be like, oh, I, I can be a little softer here, but like, this is where I can be a little bit more angry and this is where I can be little bit angstier so yeah yeah and also you know your voice for singing rock music is really pretty smooth as well like you could be in a barbershop quartet or something <laughs> like that has anybody ever told you that no <laughs> you have like a crooner kind of vibe going on and so it you know to hear that with that type of music is it was fitting yeah okay yeah and then all of a sudden you're like back to like a little angsty again. Right, yeah. Well, Michael's the barbershop dude. He sang in a barbershop in, in, in high school and yeah. stuff, so I blame him for that, I guess. <laughs> I've always been a fan of, like, heavy rock bands, but with clean vocals on top. Yeah. yeah. It's always been something I've liked. And I think for the most part, we're kind of in that same vein. Yep. Totally. Cool. Well, Brother, you know, that's a really cool song, and it, it's very different from a lot of the songs in the album, and you guys just mentioned it, and... Yeah, it starts out so quiet, and then and then you get the theremin. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you were on uh, the last album, what, etc., etc., etc. That had a song or two with the theremin too, right? Yeah. So it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I do this thing on projects I work on where I have like a quota or like I want to work certain instruments into everything I do. So growing up, I played viola in like my elementary school orchestra and stuff like that, and I still play from time to time. And I try to make sure I can get me playing viola on some songs somewhere in the album. So I did that on etc. I do it on my solo stuff, and then I worked it in the string me along on this album. Mm -hmm. And the theremin's something else, too. Mainly because I needed justification for owning the thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, we did some sound effects stuff on the first album, and then it actually fit pretty nicely with Brother. Yeah, it um, was really nice. It's got and this, it's like, eeriness to it. not easy to play that instrument. No, it is not. You gotta love uh, studio production, I'll put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it... So you're not going to be bringing it out to any live shows anytime soon as well? Probably you're not. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's totally an in-studio instrument. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The way we had to work with it basically made it into a synthesizer, but still used it for a minute. So. It sounded great. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I have some notes on some other songs. The Four Corners song, uh, I was listening to that. It, when I listened to that, it kind of reminded me of like the Andorra version, like the rock version of like the Beach Boys in my room. Like I don't know. Okay. What what inspired you guys to write that one? Well, well, that one sort of falls in line with the theme of um, being home and and being in your room and um, a place where you can sort of be yourself or or have that be a safe safe haven for you and. Uh, you know, the outside world is kind of cruel. So <laughs> you in your home and under your blankies and all that good stuff is sort of like, you know, the place where you can just, you know, be lazy, curl up in a ball and 
cry, if you will. But songs like um, not not that I was doing that. <laughs> I was like, but, <laughs> "Whoa, you all right?" Yeah. <laughs> but but like uh, the song "My Body" by um, uh, Young the Giant. The bridge of that is uh, "Oh, it's my room, it's my room." So like. I remember having a conversation with my dad about that and he was like, what do you think he means by that? Like, what, what does it mean to be in your room? Like, what does it mean to be behind closed doors? What, what, what can you do with that privacy? And you know, how can you take that for, for, uh, how can you take advantage of that, um, in a positive way, in a negative way? Um, and just all of the elements that, that go with that. So yeah, that's sort of what that song's about. Cool. Now the song elephants. That's the one that actually has the lyrics. This is what you wanted. This is what you got. Why'd you call it elephants? <laughs> is that so, something you can share? <laughs> um, so there are a couple songs in this album that date really far back. We've been playing as a band since we were all in high school. Mm-hmm. And once upon a time, the song that is now elephants actually had lyrics about elephants and like <laughs> the elephant in the room. And over the years, like the song just kind of was torn apart and put back together again a couple times and became what it is now. Oh, and cool. the lyrics ended up changing, and the elephant part was taken out. But it was always, oh, let's play elephants. And it was just kind of stuck. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I like the intro to that song, too. It's so kind of almost reggae-ish. Yeah, and that was, that was another song, I guess, we experimented with. It didn't originally sound like that, but um, that was what we morphed it into, being, again, experimental with, with these songs. Right on. So, Booze Hands, you guys, you know, it's all about... Drinking. What is your drink of choice? I saw something like, well, some of you guys don't like picklebacks unless they're free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I'm not speaking for everyone here, but I feel like the drink of choice, or at least like the go-to for us is just a, a lager. Some sort of lager. Yeah. yeah. Usually yingling. Well, it's funny because like the yingling thing was our drink of choice for a long time. And then um, <laughs> Trump came yeah. out and then, and then like they kind of had that partnership yeah. and then i think we were like ooh, let's let's stay away from, all, from that for a little bit a little. yeah so because then i think we were out in like Fishtown or something and then you know there were there's all these german beers and i was like i don't know what i want yet maybe i'll just go with the yingling played safe and then they're like oh we don't carry that anymore because of you know the trump administration blah 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 and i was yeah. like oh okay then i'll i'll take this so like i think we've definitely backpedaled on yeah on our yingling a little bit but I would just associate the yingling with just hanging out when Dante joined the band. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, def- Dante's definitely to blame for our our drinking habits. <laughs> <laughs> but we all like grew up together, and I think like drinking and turning 21 is like, again, a becoming of age kind of thing. And we all sort of went through everything else together. So I was like, ah, oh, why don't we start drinking together and hanging out? Because we've known each other since forever. So it was just another thing to like kind of complete our friendship, I guess. But uh, I don't know. What is my drink? Well, copper lagers at, at uh, PJ Wheelhands seem to be our drink of choice also. Yeah. Or like a, a blue moon. A blue moon? Yeah. yeah. I, I'll, I'll say our drink of choice is copper lager. Okay, fair because enough. Because <laughs> it's, it's also uh, Victory Victory's uh, Fest beer. All right, yeah. guys, come on in and sponsor them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, he stole a, a he stole one of their glasses last night at, at PJ's. No, man. <laughs> uh, Can't say that. <laughs> They're gonna know now when the show back up with 
they listen to this podcast because I know everybody and their mom is listening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of Dante, I liked that whole where's Dante tag. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How many days did you guys play with Adam? I lost track after like 60 or 60. Uh, well, yeah, I think realistically it was about two months worth uh, that we missed out playing with him. It might have been more, actually. Well, I, 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 I did count back. And oh, okay. I was posting like every day on Twitter, like oh. it's been sixty something <laughs> days without Dante. Oh my god! Um, but it, it was funny because it tied into like a real story of like where Dante is. <laughs> I, I won't do it justice, but he went on tour with this band called Pigeons Playing Ping Pong, and they they left him. They like forgot him in a in a town. <laughs> so then they were all like, "Where's Dante?" And we we're like, "Where's Dante?" So <laughs> it, it all kind of tied together. Yeah. Yeah, but he was away for the uh for a couple months during the fall, or actually just October. But we had basically the whole month of September, October, and November off where we weren't playing. So it's nice to finally be, like be back out and doing our thing again. Yeah, because mm -hmm. it was a long break for us. Yeah. yeah, I think one of the reasons why you missed Dante was something like maroon jorts. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you go back and look at some of the pictures that we've posted, like throughout our time with Dante. He seems to be wearing the same outfit, like <laughs> in a lot of those pictures. And it's mostly on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> he's got like the maroon in the summer and maroon cutoff jeans and and his uh his Rick and Morty his Rick and Morty T-shirt on T-shirt. Yeah. Since he's not here, you guys can surprise him with the song if you if you haven't heard it before. I was going to ask you if you ever heard a song by De La Soul called. Um, can you keep a secret? And there's a line that has Dante is a scrub. Oh, really? <laughs> and then it says, like, he won't get a haircut either. <laughs> so, so that's pretty fitting. You can play that for him. Yeah. <laughs> Just like yeah. surprise him. <laughs> we'll add it in. Cut, cut this part of this podcast and then segue it in. Fade it in or something. All right. So then, you know, let's start talking about hashtags. I also have been seeing St. Michael recently. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to make that work. <laughs> I don't Stop think trying to make St. Michael yeah, fake. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it hasn't caught on yet. Yeah, um, I'm, a, uh, I'm a choral singer in addition to being a rock musician. And on Sundays, I sing with a church choir in Malvern. And sometimes I'll send Snapchats to the band when I'm wearing my choir robes and stuff before we go up into the loft. <clears throat> and so I think that's where the St. Michael thing yeah. comes from. Okay, yeah. so you're not an older boy. No, 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 no. <laughs> it does look like that. Just like one step even... removed from it. But... <laughs> You but, know, your hair would actually, you could probably style it into a really cool looking halo. <laughs> you just walk a really fine line between heaven and hell. That's <laughs> <laughs> All right. So do you guys ever do all ages shows for, you know, trying for to the, for the kids, for the kiddies there who want to come see you? We occasionally do. Um, like Kevin was saying earlier, we end up playing a lot of venue or like bar venue type places and it can be kind of annoying because they're usually 21 plus shows just because that's how the venue is. And it's especially a lot harder because when we were 18 and 19, we wanted to bring our friends out to shows and it was like, oh, we kind of can't. We can yeah. really get in ourselves. Yeah. But our all ages shows are kind of hard to come by recently. Yeah. It doesn't matter as much at this point either because we all are of age. So. Well, I mean, for like people we're friends with, but yeah. as far as uh, younger fans, it's yeah. a bit harder. Yeah. I'm trying to think of when our last. Maybe you can get on that summer park festival circuit you know like where all yeah. those cool parks in the city have like, uh, bands yeah. playing yeah. all the time and like little beer gardens for your adult friends yeah <laughs> that'd be awesome um 
I think World Cafe Live seems to be the only venue in Philly that is an all ages venue. I mean, they do occasionally do twenty one plus, but that kind of just flies over my head at this point because it's like ah, I'm good. Like uh, there's no restrictions yeah. for me at the moment, except How for renting porta potties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a good point. I'm thinking of that. We have done some like outside shows during the summer where they're usually all ages, and some things like those park shows too. So we have done that. Yeah, but it's harder to come by. I think. Right on. Well, you guys are like the winningest band for Radio 104.5's local opener contests, I yeah. think. <laughs> and it's been really cool to see the evolution of you guys. Like when you first played, you were like the cute little baby band. Like, <laughs> yeah. So excited. Yeah. Not that you still look excited when you're yeah. rocking this Now we're jaded. But um, yeah, I mean, you guys sound, I, not to, you know, put anything say you didn't sound good a few years ago or whatever but just to see you grow up yeah. into young adults and be rocking out and keeping with it you know sticking to making music and and improving and sounding really good yeah, it's yeah. Exciting. thank you yeah, yeah. wonderful five has been so good to us yeah. so it's been a great couple of years working with yeah. them tam always says that at 104.5 too she's always like i remember when you got your little babies and i had to sneak it back <laughs> and then i was like yeah <laughs> now we're all Grown up, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's totally been fun. It's it's been probably some of the greatest experiences. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply of my life so yeah totally appreciate everything they've done for us mm -hmm. and then what you know what's going to happen in the new year with andora any ideas you guys going to go on tour or just play a lot of shows um we would like to go on tour hopefully during the summer because that's when our schedules are most open i think because mm -hmm. uh three of us are still students right now okay. so balancing that with being gigging musicians can be tough sometimes um but we have a couple shows lined up for the new year and we're slowly adding more for like the month of February and things like that. Awesome. So keeping ourselves busy that yeah. way. And then so other side projects, you mentioned you're in a choir. Yeah. So, um, I'm a music student where I study a lot of classical music. So I sing with, uh, a choir in Westchester and I sing with the church choir. And then I also do some like solo projects of my own, some, uh, some th things where it's like just me. And then I'm also working on a folk group. So I keep myself pretty busy doing 
a little bit of everything. We also have a bar band. Yeah, <laughs> it just does cover cover tunes called the Booze Hounds. <laughs> yeah, so that's awesome. We're just you know putting a bunch of stuff together to kind of preoccupy our time if if and when Andorra can't be around. So no, we we like to stay busy. I think playing live is something that I need to do like once or twice a month or yeah. else I just get really like antsy and I'm like, Oh my God, I gotta do something. Yeah. The month so. Dante was away retirable yeah. cause I was just like, I gotta play a show so badly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you still get stage fright? Um, sometimes I think it really depends. Um, situationally. And I think I get stage fright at like the weirdest times. Like with this band, it'll be like, the times I think I wouldn't be nervous, I get nervous, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, like, and maybe it's not just, like, stage fright, like, I'm afraid of standing in front of people. It's more just, like, this kind of nervousness, adrenaline thing that goes on. Yeah. Yeah. But Well, that's what it turns into. Like, it's like a, a feeling in your tummy, and then you're like, what is that? What is that? <laughs> and then it, it's, like, you know, uh, it's fear, and then it's excitement, and then it's adrenaline, and then, and then it's poop. um i think like even at the release show we had in december i was like i had a little bit of like a nervousness thing going on right before just because i was in front of a bunch of people that i know very well and i think it's easier to play in front of a bunch of strangers than in front of people you know yeah at least i've always felt that way or like there's a fine line between like nervousness and excitement and adrenaline yeah and you know people are your friends and fans and you want them to like what you're doing versus people you've never met before you mm-hmm, yeah. like, still want to make a good impression with people you don't know yeah but they I guess, don't have an expectation yeah that's true expectations ruin everything yeah <laughs> what you wanted what you got yeah <laughs> yeah well i have a question about in limbo that was a pretty chill song i really liked it uh that actually it's kind of really growing on me the more i listen to it the more i like it I feel yeah. like it's kind of like your sleeper song <laughs> i'm hoping it isn't i'm hoping it's like that, that song I think we put the most time into. That was another song where it was like different lyrics um, made up the song In Limbo. It was called In Limbo based off of, you know, prior lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, but we reworked it a bunch because, you know, I brought it to the table and it wasn't, we weren't satisfied with it. So we reworked it and we've made it what it is now. And uh, it's just something that I think like out of all of us, that's the song that we're the most proud of. And uh, it's sort of the 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 song that kind of defines the record and in, in my opinion based off of um the lyrical themes again being here and uh, kind of being in limbo from this home and and my other home and just missing my, my my house the house i grew up in and and just describing you know this neighborhood and all the fun times that, that i've had here um so that's sort of like what that song's about and and really what the album tends to be about but uh yeah, musically, there's a lot packed into that song, yeah. too. We put a lot of attention to detail into the writing process for that one, because like Kevin said, it started off as something very different, and we kind of took it apart, um, all four of us, and slowly put it back together with different pieces worked in throughout. And I think the part that's most fun for me is the last half of the song where we break into this Calypso beat, and we uh, eventually work back to the chorus, but with this new feel behind it. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. I liked how it developed. And it was like, you listen to it, it sounds like one thing at the beginning, and then when you start singing, like, this place is like, and then home, like, yeah. that chorus is, is a little even different from 
the verses, and then the song just keeps developing and like getting better and better. And the more you listen to it, the more little things you hear. Yeah. There. Mm -hmm. So it's really cool. Yeah. I think I took a chance on on the chorus too, which was for the better. But I, I thought that that was sort of I don't know. I thought it was a little cheesy at first. <laughs> um, because I originally I wasn't saying home. I was just saying whoa, and then we we kind of wrote in home, but uh, it kind of started as a joke, really. Yeah. A lot of that song did because yeah, the uh, we were jamming on it, and Jordan ended up doing that calypso beat, and he thought it was the funniest thing ever, and I was like, That's no, do that, really do cool. that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and then the same thing with that melody because we were having a hard time figuring out what to do, and then Kevin jokingly just went whoa, and I was like. <laughs> what would you do that do that again right yeah and, then, and I, I don't i don't really think i ever approached a song like that either so it was like i don't know that was you know a joke i have to think about it a little bit more but yeah. um turned turn out for the best it was very in the moment kind of writing process yeah. for that one yeah i mean sometimes you just have to be spontaneous and yeah you know what feels like it might be cheesy could actually be really cool yeah mm -hmm. it's in you somewhere yeah totally <laughs> so yeah just, Embrace yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The lesson learned from that song, totally. <laughs> so are you guys going to make any videos? The I know We have Indian Queen as a video. And mm -hmm. Any others in the works or not? You don't know yet? We, we would like to at some point soon. We have like ideas we love to put together. There's the one where we have this idea for a, uh, a booze hounds video where we go to some bar in Maniunk and then the band gets drunk and I'm like the bartender watching everything go down. <laughs> so we've had that idea. Yeah. Um, that would be a cool video. And then we've, booze hounds. Yeah, yeah, totally. We've had a couple other ideas, but also need to drum up some money because yeah. we put a lot of money into making yeah. this album. We just put something out. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone buy the record and yeah. go to some shows yeah. so they can make some cool videos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Not not a cheap process. Yeah. Totally. No. Yeah, you know, making art, whether it's music or physical art, <laughs> can yeah. be expensive. Yeah. And yeah. You guys have to put all that production work in. You yeah. got to suffer for it uh, emotionally and financially. <laughs> My bank account is looking bad. <laughs> you and me both. Yeah. Local bands, Philly area, Delaware, Jersey, bands that you like besides yourselves and your other projects. <laughs> <laughs> like who, you know, who do you like to go see on a night when you have a few extra dollars in your pocket to see a show? Uh, I think. Or get twist their arm and put you on the guest list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the show we're playing at Underground Arts we're actually really excited for because we have a bunch of bands on that bill that are exactly like you're describing. Um, Daddy Lap and Resilient are two that we've been really into recently. And they're just like, every time we see them, kind of blow me away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love the energy Daddy Lap kind of lets off. And it's just fun to play after them to be like, all right, I got you. Like, we're going to top that. We're going to try to top that. So like, try to, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's like, it's like this fun little competitiveness sometimes when you play with your buddies. Because like, that was sweet. But like, check out what I'm about to do. Or, or oh, let me see if I can top that. But uh all right junior we love playing with them uh we they played at our album release so we loved having them for that i love nightlife they're definitely like like on the same playing field as us i think we're we're totally at the same level and we get each kind other of playing at the same pace um they gig a whole lot more than we do but they're really sweet and they're putting out an album soon which is gonna be cool but uh yeah we have a ton of buddies that play music and we're always trying to support and 
help record and, and all kinds of stuff like that. So Yeah, we have a fun circle that we play with a lot. Yeah. Cool. Anything else that I should have asked you that you wanted to talk about? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> or that just that people should know about if they're listening. Hmm. I think if you check out the album, I highly recommend listening to it front to back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something I'm a big fan of. Yeah. The artwork is really cool too. Thank you. Yeah, that was uh that was fun to get too because um we worked with a tattoo artist that we know through Jordan's family. And once again we really went with this whole idea of making something cohesive mm-hmm. and that like pulls together ideas from the different songs on the album. And then the inside of the album is actually the EP one EP two artwork covers and when you put them together yeah. it makes one whole scene i just saw that on your instagram because i i had seen it on your band camp but mm-hmm. it didn't yeah it doesn't do like, it justice i yeah. was just going back and forth like <laughs> catching them up yeah on yeah instagram, yeah i was like oh this is really cool yeah. <laughs> and throughout those two uh images we actually have like little uh references to different song lyrics throughout mm-hmm. the album and um it's really cool how alex really worked all that stuff in yeah. And just looks really nice, too. Yeah, you got the guy with the hunting pass, and you've got yeah. the booze hound. So yeah. where's Waldo of the record? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. yeah, the more you look at it, the more you see. So yeah. mm-hmm. it was fun. Um, that and then and then the front and back, again, playing with the idea of what someone's home is. Um, that is not my home, but that is somebody's home. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody <laughs> lives there. And and I guess the if I haven't nailed it on the head as much um, – I mean, I probably did, but um, I, I, the lyric home is kind of found throughout the lyrics too. And, and it's it's the overarching idea of, of what this record is. And uh, yeah, it means a lot to me. And, and I'm really proud of the, the flow of it front to back. It just kind of shows, it showcases what we can do. And, and I'm happy to be able to say like, well, we're not just a rock band. You know, we can, we have these little ballads and we can do this. And We're sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> So. Yeah, you have some really rocking moments. You have some dance and headbanging moments, and then you have like some beautiful, yeah, sensitive. Yeah, and and that's blues. something that I don't think we we really addressed in the first record. And this was our chance to sort of be like, whoa, whoa, whoa we can we can do a little bit more than that. So um, that was the, that was the point. Yeah, big undertaking. So yeah, well, it sounds really good. Thank you. And you. everyone should go check out a live show. Hear the songs live, sing along. Yeah, please do. Come out. Cool. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Really awesome to chat with you guys. Thank you very much. Adios. Left in ruins, it's a place I used to call my. out the interview was the song In Limbo by Andorra and it's on their latest album What You Wanted, What You Got so I hope you'll check it out you can listen to it, preview it on Bandcamp or Spotify it's really just better to just buy it, you can buy the album on Bandcamp and get that instant download and it's very affordable or you can just go to a show and see them live rocking out with their you know, dirty bar band atmosphere 
join the booze hounds in their quest for weekend fun and make friends with them. These are pretty cool dudes, easy to talk to and interesting. I don't know the exact date of their next show. I believe they have possibly something on the schedule that should be announced soon for February and maybe a show for March. They play a lot around, so you can definitely catch them. Keep your eyes and ears and your feed locked on their Twitter page at Andorra Music Twitter um, or follow them on Facebook so that you can get the latest news. Thanks to the guys. Uh, Sorry about the background noise in the interview with Andorra. We were hanging out in the basement of Kevin's house, the house that he refers to moving out of, and this is what you wanted, this is what you got. And the heater in the basement was really loud. So I tried to take out some of those noises. I've been doing more of these interviews that you're going to be hearing in our studios here So hopefully I'll be bringing you a better audio aural experience, (laughs) a better listening experience. And if you are an audio person and you have any tips for me, you can uh, let me know. Hit me up. Tweet me at Philly Music Pod. Message me, phillymusicpodcast at gmail.com. Call my number, the hotline, 484-429-6949 or... I mean, this is not really a great way to let me know on Instagram, but (laughs) you want to draw me a diagram and tag me in it on Instagram at Philly Music Podcast on Instagram. Um, I would love any, you know, audio tips on making it sound better. I've been learning a lot, but I didn't study that in school or anything. So this is all a it's it's my homework, (laughs) my my other homework, my additional homework. So let's talk about show reviews. Show reviews, show reviews, show reviews, show reviews, show reviews, show reviews. Well, a few of the shows that I've been to lately, I wanted to uh, show a little support and love and thanks to Ben Arnold for coming in for the interview. So I headed over to his record release party for Sunday Morning Meltdown at the World Cafe Live. And that was a fun show. Um, Probably, I mean, the band was great, as always. They're always amazing. And I love hearing Allie Wadsworth sing with them live because Allie and I go back to uh, Philly Roller Derby days. We used to be on the same team, the Broad Street Butchers. Unfortunately, I don't think that team exists anymore. They kind of redid the teams for the Roller Derby. But, you know, I've been enjoying her music since I met her back in like 2004 or five, whatever that was, and uh, keeping up with her shows when I can. Hopefully I'll get to see one of her solo shows at some point or one of her band shows at some point soon. Unfortunately, I was sick with the flu during one of them, and I had tickets to another show for the most recent one because I found out about that one first. (laughs) And I bought the ticket and then I saw she was playing a few days later and I was like, damn. Oh, well. So Allie is great. And he had the full band with all the horns and Freddie on congas. And it was pretty cool. But the unexpected surprise and delight of the night was actually the songwriter in the round series that was 
upstairs at the World Cafe Live. And what they did, they had four, well, technically five, but two of them were twins. So I guess they kind of count as a unit in this case because they did all their songs together, not separately. (laughs) Yeah, they had Jim Boja and then Nalani and Serena and then John Byrne and Ben Arnold all did a song one at a time and went in a round. And it was fun because they sort of played off of each other. They each did a new song or a really recent song. And it was really cool because I had heard of Nalani and Serena. They're technically not from Philly. They play here a lot. Uh, They're from Jersey, like central Jersey. So, I mean, we could maybe claim them if we want to. I don't know. I mean, they're not, it's not like they're from Utah. Uh, So they were great. They were They're twins, and they were very sassy and adorable and great voices. They are mirror twins, so standing next to each other, playing the guitar. It was, yeah, looking, it was like a reflection of each other. And their songs were fun and easy to connect with. They have a lot of stuff happening. They're constantly doing live streams on their Instagram and Facebook So you can check them out at Nalani Serena. And I'll spell that N-A-L-A-N-I-S-A-R-I-N-A. Jim Boja was amazing as always. He played one of his Bruce Springsteen songs on the ukulele 10th Avenue Freeze Out. He also has a show at Steel City Coffee House in February the first week of February. So check that out. I never heard John Byrne before, but he was really funny and a great singer and songwriter. So he has some shows coming up in the next few months. So that is John Byrne uh, or at John Byrne on Instagram. Follow him if you want to hear some of his stuff and check him out. And obviously Ben Arnold, his solo stuff is always really good. And when it was his turn to play his songs, he played... Only Human, and then he also played, I think it was Depend on Love, then Ode to the Cold Winter Months, yet also maybe some references to the city of Philadelphia and other music he likes. January's Gone, and the the last one he closed out with was an old song from Four Way Street, Maybe because Jim Boja was up there on stage with him and just like reliving old times, maze. So that was really cool. All the solo songwriter action. And uh, yeah, Jim Boja and Nalani and Serena did a song together as well. I mean, it was a really nice way to get acquainted with more songs by people you may already know or also get to know people that you were not familiar with. Like, obviously, I knew Ben Arnold and Jim Boja's music, but I didn't know Nalani and Serena, and I didn't know John Byrne, and it was just a really nice way to spend a cold winter evening. But it would probably be a great way to spend a hot summer night, too. So that was pretty cool. So thanks for putting that together and, you know, playing those songs and putting yourselves out there by yourself, without a full band behind you, just bearing it all. Well, other shows that I went to recently, it was really cool. Uh, Just a random show popped up on my Facebook that the Dawson Street Pub was having a little free music night with 
Rylan and Brooks and Dave Cope and Eric Bazilian and Alexis Cunningham. Well, unfortunately, I missed Dave Cope, but I did get to check out Rylan and Brooks, and, and they were a lot of fun, kind of a country, out country kind of thing. And Eric Bazilian was playing the mandolin for them and really having a great time. Yes, that Eric Bazilian of the Hooters fame. And Freddie Rojo was playing some drums for them. So that guy has been getting around, working hard, and playing a lot lately. I, I think I saw him. I saw him so many times in the last couple of weeks. Like, I uh, went to that Cookie Rabinowitz show he was playing. I went to see Ben Arnold, he was playing. And then I saw the Rylan and Brooks, and he was playing. So I'm just expecting to see Freddie the next time I go somewhere. Hi, Freddie. I think I remember you from back in the day, the first time I I ran into you recently. I almost, I drew a blank, but I feel like I remember you from back in the days of the Grape Street Pub in the late 90s, early 2000s. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm thinking of someone else, but I will say hi soon. <laughs> and... Let's see. Wow. Eric Bazilian did his own solo set and it, it was amazing um, because I remember the Hooters on the radio. I was a kid and All You Zombies was a huge song when I was little and he played it just solo, just him and a guitar. I have a I have a one minute little snippet of that on my Instagram, Philly Music Podcast um, I'll probably just also just put it in an embed because it was just such a cool opportunity and moment to be part of. And there was there was hardly anybody there. I mean, probably like 25, 30 people. So just to have that unique experience with, you know, a songwriter like Eric Bazilian is just really cool. And then Alexis Cunningham came out and I guess they've been working together on some songs and she sang with him, uh, One of Us, What you know, What If a God Was One of Us, the song that Joan Osborne made famous. And that was really cool. And then Alexis did kind of her own little set and played some songs. And damn, that girl can sing. I mean, wow, she's got some pipes. I'll try to check her out again in the future. That was really cool. Well, I also went to see a band that is not from Philly called Antibalas. I'm not going to do a review of them because it doesn't fit in with the podcast, but I will say it was freaking amazing. And the band that opened for them was a Philadelphia band and they're called World Town Sound System. And I've seen them, this will be like only maybe my third time. I think the other two times I saw them play was at street festivals, you know, outdoor parks. And I just, the first time I saw them, I kind of just stumbled on it. I thought at first from far away, it was just a DJ. But then when I got closer, I realized it was a full band playing. And World Town is just a ton of fun. They represent kind of a global outlook and a sound and a vision for the future. I feel like we should consider getting behind so if you like to dance and you like to meet people from different places and you want to expand your mind and 
listen to, you know, some dance music and Caribbean beats and a lot of other different musical influences all put together in a sound that's a lot of fun. I would definitely recommend checking them out. I don't know how anybody could be in a bad mood after they see a World Town show. It's just just amazing, especially for right now, the winter blues. So that's pretty much it for this episode of the Philly Music Podcast. So if you have a musical project that you'd like to talk to me about, I would love to hear from you. So hit me up. You can call 484-429-6949. You can email me, phillymusicpodcast at gmail.com. You can send me some songs that way. You can tweet me at phillymusicpod on the Twitter. You can tag me or slide into my DMs in Instagram. That is phillymusicpodcast on Instagram. I'm going to be putting a new section starting next week called Philly Music Song of the Week. So I'd love to hear your new songs and send me what you're working on. And if you're not a musician, you're just a listener, you're just a fan, just like me, then that's cool too. I would love to hear from you. Tell me who am I not talking to that I should be? Who should I know about? Who should we all know about? What shows should we be going to? Who's your favorite Philly band right now? Is there anything cool happening that you know about? Are there any really amazing arts organizations or benefits that we should support and get behind? And, you know, how can we all come together, get out of the house and beat the winter blues by listening to great music and being together with each other, jamming it out, hanging out, having fun, having a good time, supporting our local artists supporting our communities, and just uh, chilling out and being together. Thanks for listening, and peace out. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.